Hey, Santa. Hey, Phil. Hey, I was just wondering, like, do you remember, like, what happened in last week's show? Um, I mean, I don't, but if you give me a second, I can. Let me, let me just grab my notes. Oh, notes. That's what we should talk about tonight. Good idea. And welcome to another episode of Pandas Talking Games. I am your host, Phil, who writes most of his notes on index cards. And I am your other host, Zenda, who writes most of her notes in the magnificent unicorn journal of doom. And welcome. Doom, to be clear. But doom. yes, welcome. Doom. We have actually talked about my my specific notebook preference for gaming notebooks before because of the lay flat and everything. So it's just funny because it keeps coming up and somehow. And yet we're anyway. going to talk about it again one more time tonight. I know. One more time. Studio O. One um, more time. <laughs> cool. Well, tonight's topic came to us from Ryan Bolter on Twitter, who has Lord Neptune on Twitter. Um, and... He asked, what are some effective ways of taking notes while playing? I tend to remember the whole session and then take notes afterwards, maybe making notes of NPC slash place names during the game, but that might be an unreliable way to do things. Yeah, so we tonight are going to talk all about notes. Like, this, like we have a multifaceted approach to talking about notes tonight. So I just give you some ideas of some of the things we're going to talk about is like why to take notes, um, what like notes to take during a game, um, specific like when during the session or like you know, when during your game should you take notes or could take notes? And we're going to talk about the medium for note taking. So we're going to talk about notebooks and pens and stuff like that. We, <laughs> we, we got a little of everything. We got some stuff. Yeah, this is like a tour de force on notes tonight. It is. But you know what we have to do before we can get into that? What's that? We have to define it. Yeah, we do. Um, And in order to do that, we're just going to use the textbook definition of notes, which is actually a really good definition, um, which states a brief record of facts, topics, or thoughts written down as an aid to memory. Okay, I'm going to tease out a couple of important pieces in that definition. The first one being brief record. You now this is a preference thing. Um, how much notes you take for a game is going to be based on how comfortable you are reading your notes later and remembering what it was about. (laughs) We're going to get into the topic of past, present, and future, Phil, Senda, and all of you um, in a moment. But a brief is a relative term. Um, Brief is whatever makes you comfortable. I I am a um, bullet point person, so I just like bullet point all my stuff. I don't write anything in prose, and I just bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. That is like my favorite way to take notes. So I try to keep it brief, um, like one to two lines per bullet. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, the next one is written down. Um, memory is flawed. Um, except for the rare occasions of people who people, people who have eidetic memories, um, memory is generally flawed. That is, uh, your brain is busy and things that you store in it, um, for any length of time, almost never, uh, retain themselves exactly, um, with the level of detail, um, accuracy, et cetera, as if you went and wrote it down in the moment. Right. So, Notes need to be written because what we are basically doing is we are offloading information into a medium that we can then use later, right? Brain, not good at memory. Um, there are many there are many ways you can test this out, um, but brain, not good at memory. Brain, good at like pattern matching um, and, and connecting dots and things like that. Try not to store things in it. 
Um, do yourself a favor. Don't store stuff in it. Just use it for the processor. <laughs> All right. And then lastly. Very small hard drive. <laughs> yes, very small. It's actually it's actually probably a pretty big hard drive. It's just super unreliable what you're going to get back right. out of it. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Buggy. <laughs> it's buggy in its retrieval. It's probably buggy in its encoding as well, but we don't really know. Um, and then the last part of this is aid to memory. Okay, so here's the thing. While your brain is not great at remembering things, um, it can regurgitate a whole bunch of information if you can kind of hit the right pathways. So the idea of the note is to write enough stuff down that when you read it, your brain will be like, oh, yes, the D&D game from two weeks ago. I do remember that session. And then we'll recall everything for you. Um, and where it can't, you have written it onto your notes so that the parts that your brain is like, ah, yeah, there was the Baron, but I don't remember the Baron's name. And you're like, oh, see, I wrote the Baron's name down. And yes. together... Your notes, plus your shoddy memory, which, by the way, as you get older, fails more. Gets worse. Oh, uh, it gets man. worse as you get older. gets worse if you've had children. Um, mm -hmm. So, And any number of other thing, weird things you can do to your brain. Correct. Any it gets worse. Trauma, all sorts of stuff. Depression, abuse, all kinds of PTSD, just, right. you know, everything can mangle it. By and it's large. a very delicate organ. <laughs> yes, by and large, unreliable, right? So the 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 trick here is this binary system of something written that you can't forget that triggers the rest of the stuff that you might remember. Okay. Now, why is any of that important? Well, in order to do that, we're going to just use an example of future fill, present fill, and past fill. All of those yeah. fills. I like those guys. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> I like some of them, depending on what they've done for Depending me. on what they did to yeah. you recently. So, yeah. All right. So the, take these three fills. They're all game masters of the same campaign. Yes. Past fill ran the session two weeks ago. Present fill is running the session tonight and future Phil is going to prep the next session next week. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now we've already discussed memory is flawed, right? Yes. So present Phil isn't going to remember everything that past Phil did in the session. And if past Phil didn't write it down to bring it forward to present Phil, that's just gone names locations like you're just maybe i'll remember it maybe i maybe won't. i won't truthfully my life's pretty busy the chance that i'm gonna remember it pretty slim yeah likewise as i'm running my session and things are happening especially if they're happening outside of the things i prepped like the players went off in a different direction or a random role has created a really interesting situation if present Phil does not write those things down, future Phil <laughs> has only a slim chance of remembering all of it when they go to prep the next adventure. Yep. And thus, the thread that connects past Phil to present Phil to future Phil are the notes. Yes. Right? Good. And well put. I wish everyone else could have also enjoyed the gestures that went with that, but just know that they existed. Someday, if we ever stream the show, that will be a thing. That will be a treat for people. People will experience. People will be like, wow, in real time. Wow, Phil talks with his hands. Wow, he talks with his hands. I don't want to say it's stereotypical that Italians talk with their hands a lot, but I might be but a stereotype. You might be Italian. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So that's maybe. Right, so that, that's what we're playing for here, right? We're playing for the continuity between past, present, and future self. Okay, so I'm going to stop talking in a second because um, uh -huh. I just talked a whole bunch. So I'm going to kick it over to you. But in a more um, traditional panda style, 
Um, Note-taking is important for both GMs and for players. Right. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, so basically, there's, there's a number of reasons that you would write things down or take notes, um, both as a GM and as a player. And sometimes they're kind of the same, right? But sometimes they're kind of different because you're playing different parts of the game. So, like, as a GM, the really important things for me are things like, what happened in this session like what did they do how far did they get who did they meet etc like all of that stuff right um notes for things that may happen in the future right like oh this thing happened and i just created this npc so now i need to write them down because um i need to bring them back again right or um they totally missed their um their perception check and the pickpocket took off with the magic ring that they needed to complete the adventure. So now I know that pickpocket is going to come back and they're going to have to deal with that situation, but I better write it down because otherwise I might forget that. (laughs) Right? So ideas for future things, future things like that changes and deviations from the prep. I don't prep very much. This one is a little bit more fell you want to talk to but it is one of those things where when something came up that you didn't expect right uh yeah i mean so it can be like it can be when things deviate from prep right like that's a good time to take notes like so if you've if you've prepped your adventure um and things haven't gone quite according to prep it's a good thing to just jot some notes down and the reason why is if you don't when future you goes to look back at what happened during the session they're going to look at the prep and Mm -hmm. maybe that will be enough to jog their memory about what changed but maybe maybe it won't won't. so maybe they were on their way to deliver the magic ring to the person to end the whole adventure and that's what you had prepped but then the pickpocket made off with it and now they don't have the magic ring that's a big difference exactly so (laughs) so it's really good in terms of um it's really good in terms of like, oh, hey, we've we've gone off the charted path here. I should probably just jot a few notes to remind myself what we did differently. Yeah. Um, there's one other type of note that I like to take a lot. And um, it's uh, the, and, and I will use this to bridge between GM and player. Right. Um, and it's notes that I consider to be meta. Um, so there are things that I'm writing down because I want to remember them, not because they're actually important to the game necessarily, but because for me, I'm like, this is awesome, or this cool thing happened, or I want to remember this funny line, whatever it is. So I am writing them down from a meta perspective just because I want to remember them. Right? Um, yeah. So my most recent favorite one being... And now we've all said it a bunch, so I can't remember who first said it, of course. But I'm currently playing in a superheroes game, and um, one of our characters is named Tina. And Tina stands for Tactically Intelligent Network of Ants. And this character is completely made of several colonies of ants, two of them, to be precise. Um, And they sort of look human, but they're actually like two actual colonies of actual ants um so the thing that is written down all over all of my notes in multiple places because every time we've said it i've written it down again i think um is that tina is everyone's favorite ant um because it's hilarious (laughs) one of them must be someone's favorite ant you know there's a lot to choose from Anyway, that's my related gaming story um, for, for basically taking meta notes. And it's, um, it's actually something I've always really enjoyed doing. Like even when, back in my first initial D&D days, um, I used to write down a lot more quotes than actual useful information. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I love going back to I love going back to have those experiences again, right? So let me argue that um, there's not a value on what you write down. So... If, if by writing the quotes down, it helps you remember the session, then it's achieving its purpose. If it's not helping you remember yeah. the session, then yes, then you're like, then you're like, your notes are falling short. Well, but so what it helps me remember 
is like the fun, awesome time that I had with my friends. So that's why to me this is a meta note because sure. it doesn't help me with the game. But for the meta purposes, I'm basically, it's like having a snapshot. It's like being like, let's take a selfie. Like, here's a funny thing we said. Um, so if, right? if you ever get to play iHunt as an aside, the yeah. advancement system in iHunt I know. is I called really selfies. play it. It's, and it has, oh, it's like, yeah. oh, I want to do it. Anyway. It's really, it is a really cool way to... Um, it is a really cool way to represent progress in the game by kind of taking these, um, they're not even meta because they're in game, but like selfies of like, Oh, the time that like we beat up the wizard. Right. Like, <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just to touch on this, I'll, I'll just make a couple mentions of some note things. Um, so um, one of the things that happens to me a lot when I'm GMing is I will be like in the middle of a scene and as the scene's unfolding, whether I'm participating in it or I'm listening to the players talk back and forth, um, it, something will occur to me about something that will happen in a future session, right? Like I will just be like listening and I will be like, oh, Baron Von Badass um, will be the one waiting for them at space dock. Right. Yes. And, and like, that's not going to happen for a while, but it pops into my head. And, and again, we need to talk about memory here. When good ideas pop into your head, you can do one of two things. One of three things. One, you can just hope that you remember it later. Roll the dice. Mm. Good luck. <laughs> no. Two, <laughs> Your brain will obsess about being afraid of losing this thought. So it just keeps it in like the, like in your RAM memory. And now you're having trouble paying attention to everything because your brain is like, I can't dedicate enough cycles to listen to stuff because I'm holding this really kick-ass idea about Baron Von Badass in the front of my brain here. And, and you're going to be slightly off and then something's going to distract you and you're going to lose it anyway. Yeah. So my rule is when one of those kick-ass ideas comes to me, I just, I put it into my notes and I have like a little notation that I put next to it. Um, it's an open box, which always reminds me that this is something to do. So okay. I will like draw a little open box and then I will be like, Baron Von Badass will be waiting for them at the airlock. Right. And then I, and then once I've written it, I just like, it can, it can just you leave can my head. With, yep, with, doesn't take cycles. Doesn't take any more cycles. It leaves my head knowing it has safely been archived for me to pick up later. So that's a big one for me. And that happens even more so if I am improving a game. Yeah. Because as the players are improving, I start improving future stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, you're you are basically doing head prep stuff yeah. on the fly as they're doing stuff in reaction to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. So I I think we've I, I think we've uh, made a point about like there there's reasons to take notes as both players and jams. Let's talk about some of the stuff you might put in your notes. Actually, I'm not sure we talked about the player part. Oh, we talked about GMs. Players. <laughs> you talked about your because meta note thing. I like, know my meta note thing, but that's both. I was using that to bridge over into right. players. We didn't get to players yet. Let's, let's but we can do... talk about them quickly because there's really only a couple of things that are even vaguely Fair different, enough. right? Go ahead. Yeah. Um, cool. So the first thing is what happened during the session. That's still important, right? Oh, yeah. But the difference is this time you could be writing that um, from your character's perspective, or you might be writing other things that are specific to your character's perspective because you're not writing from a world viewpoint. You are writing from a character viewpoint. Like what's important to you to remember? You might remember the insult that the bard said instead of like the name of the barkeep, right? <laughs> exactly. And that's fine, but that's like the shift in perspective, right? And then something that I try to do all the time and sometimes is my only note for a session. Sometimes I have a series of things like everyone's favorite aunt and then at the bottom it says to do yes. or next time and <laughs> then it has the thing that we are going to do next. Right? Absolutely. And I'm going to talk about that 
also yeah we'll talk in a about it in more yeah yeah but so that's the other thing is that you might have things jotted down where you're like i know we're not going to get to this this session we got to remember to come back to town and buy a magic sword um we got to remember to um go back three hallways and follow that trail of footsteps whatever it is right um, yeah so stuff especially that you stuff do. like that which now segues yes. into what should yes. you put in your notes yes it does doesn't it yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah. So let's just bounce down this list. Um, we'll just we'll just ping pong it back and forth. Or yeah. as my daughter says in in her class, popcorn. Oh yeah, that's the thing that they call that. Yeah, now. they call that popcorn. They don't right? play ping pong anymore. Right. Apparently. <laughs> so popcorn because they just yell out popcorn to the next person. So we're just gonna popcorn this list really quick. Sure. Um. So the most obvious thing about the notes that you're gonna put in are facts about what happened in the game. Now, yeah. how like how you figure out what facts to put in the game, we're going to like that's up to you, right? Like you could do the very high level, right? Like you could do like uh cleared level 1 of dungeon. Fought yeah. some goblins, kobolds, mm-hmm. whatever. Right, real high level. Found crown. Yeah. <laughs> or you could be super detailed, right? So like room 1 fought 10 goblins. Room two, eight pieces of gold, one spear, and three, um, you know, I yeah. don't know, whatever's check for magic when you get back to town. <laughs> like exactly, um, so you could be real detailed. You could be real high level. That's going to be part of your comfort zone. Um, and it'll also be part of um, how slash when you take your notes. We'll talk about that in a little bit. What's the next yeah. one? Yeah, clues. And this is, you know, um, this one's really obvious. We're talking about a mystery or something like that. If you encounter something that you think is a clue in a mystery, obviously you want to write that down. You don't want to lose track of the fact that the matchbook came from Joe Schmoes down the street or whatever, right? But it holds true in other situations also. Um, so it's it's kind of any, any storyline where, you know, you have to figure something out. You're going to want to keep track of the the things that are pointing you in a direction, right? Uh, yeah, and you know, you might like just jot some notes, like you know, some bullet points about like matchbook, whatever, or yeah, like you might get fancy and like in your notebook, like build a clue web, right? Right, because or you know, that may be how you're gonna like solve your you know solve your mystery. Yeah, because it might be like you know, found matchbook in deserted car on this street corner. Um, you know, connected to this car last seen at this yep. location, you know, et cetera, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, next one on the list is you could be jotting your character's thoughts. Um, so you may be taking your notes in third person. You might be taking your notes in first person. Mm-hmm. Um, I have found that it is kind of a fun activity during a game when I'm a player to take my notes as my character. It's like a little extra time for me to be my character without having to use up spotlight time, without having to, um, you know, be in like, you know, be in a scene or whatever. I can just jot my notes as my character in whatever, uh, you know, quote, voice my character uses. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I will just say uh, I did a gnome cast. Oh, gosh, COVID time. I can't remember how long ago, maybe a month. Um, with, uh, with Jared and Ange, where we talked about, um, journaling, um, for games. And like, obviously I've been playing a ton of solo journaling games, but one of the things that Jared was specifically doing was journaling as his character outside the game and basically writing all of their stuff down, like what they had done in a really detailed way, like a really detailed set of character thought notes, right? That he was then sharing with everybody, which is cool. Anyway, so that is a whole a whole other thing that can get really interesting. And again, as detailed or not detailed as you want. Um, things to do next session slash future. Like I said, this is a thing that I, if I do nothing else, I write next session <laughs> uh, yeah. at the bottom of the notes. And I say, we are going to this spaceport to do this thing. Don't forget to kiss the boy. You know, whatever it is. No, I'm 100% with you. Um, <laughs> whether I'm a player or GM, yes. the last line in my notes is always next session, mm-hmm. dot, dot, dot. And then um, I write, you know, I will write in 
um, like if I'm the GM, I write in like what's coming up next. Yep. Um, or what they said they were about to do. Yeah. And then for like my, like for my forbidden lands game where, um, date and time is actually really important. Uh, my next session, um, section of my notes will say next session. And then it will say like, it will say like the date and then like start at like morning. Yeah. And then, you know, like characters, you know, characters start in camp in morning. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. So that, uh, I, I, you know, I don't break continuity of time in that game. Yeah. Yeah. That's super important for that game. Yeah. And I don't usually have to worry about it, <laughs> but I do also end up sometime with sheets that like have like a weird sketchy thing and then like three words and then at the bottom next session and actual information right which is pretty funny and just actually speaks to sometimes when a game is really good i'm really bad at taking notes because i'm really invested and involved in the moment we're gonna talk about that i know it's very good um Um, no you go oh yeah popcorn phil um (laughs) uh next thing you can put in your notes is maps um, I did a uh, Dungeon World game where um, I was actually trying to keep a relatively accurate map of the dungeon uh, while we were going through it, which, you know, was fine because the, you know, GM was making up parts of it, but whatever. Like, I was drawing out sections of it um, as we were going through it, and I had, like, I had, like, the little diagrams. I was the thief, right? So, like, I was diagramming the dungeon, uh, and marking where traps were and things like that. And then uh, in the other column was writing notes about the adventure. So you could totally draw some maps. Yeah. I used to be the map, the mapper. I was the mapper in my original three, three, five days. That was me. I did the map. And um, and it was a thing. And I had graph paper. And oh, that's hardcore, man. Boy, we're trying to reproduce what the DM was looking at. Uh-huh. Based on what he was saying, uh-huh. was I mean that is a skill in and of itself so that, on both sides. That's some old school, like that's like some really old yeah, school D and D. It's yep. not a practice I do anymore. Me either. Um, I haven't done it since. <laughs> right. I, I like it was. I remember doing it when I first learned how to play the game with the exact um, you know game of telephone disastrous results of. Yep drawing the yep, map you, you're off five feet in one place and it means the hallway just like jams right into a different room exactly. and you're like this doesn't make any sense yeah anyway but yeah that's a so that's a thing but maps as again as detailed or as not details now i now you get little sketchy like circle line squarish here thing right which is really sufficient um, and then, of course, the last thing that we said before, which is like the meta, which is the keepsake slash slash nostalgia note, right? Which doesn't necessarily have to do with the game directly, but is the stuff that you as a person and a human at a meta level may care to remember in the future. Yep. I'm going to add one more to the popcorn list. Like your notes what? might also include treasure. Yeah, that's um, a thing. Like if you're playing a dungeon crawl, writing down the treasure is part you of the gotta. notes of the game. Oh boy, and you got it because you will not remember when you get out of the dungeon that you have two spears, a masterwork sword, a tower shield, um, you know, and and 18 pieces of gold and three copper. Like you're not going to remember <laughs> those details to either split up that booty or to like go sell that stuff, right? Exactly. Like you're you're that is the kind of thing like that's just impossible to remember. <laughs> Yeah, your treasure list is a form of yeah. Notes. Who took the cure the cure light wounds potion? Who took that one? I can't remember. Exactly. Write it down. <laughs> cool. All right. So next is, and this gets to Ryan's question. Like having talked about why you should take them, and having talked about like what you could possibly take for notes. Like how during a game can you take notes? Ryan started it off by talking about end of session. Um, which is totally valid. I think it's actually a pretty hard time to take notes because end of session is usually a flurry of activity as people are kind of um, collecting up experience, finishing off the game for the night, packing up, talking about what happened, etc. And to stop like at that point and be like, all right, I'm going to take five minutes and jot my notes down for the game. Like, I think it's actually a pretty challenging place to take notes. 
It can be kind of tricky. Um, that is definitely, for my particular group, that is a lot of social time for us. Yeah. Right? Like, we wrap the game, and then we get very social for probably, like, another 15 minutes, 15 to 30 minutes even, right? Like, and by the time all of that's done, I'm not going to remember again to go back and finish my notes. Yeah, Exactly. So, which is why, so the note that I personally take right at end of session, right as we're wrapping up, is the next session or like yes. to do next time. Like that one sentence that I always do like at the end of session. But other than that, I I struggle with trying to write things down after the session. Oh, is done. yeah, it's super hard. Like I like it. I um I could not I could not go back and recap an entire sec uh, no. session at the end of session, right? Like I, I'm definitely not, um, that person. Um, I am definitely a person who, and like this goes to our next, um, bullet point. I am a during session note taker. Um, yeah. If I'm GMing, I actually will at times, my players, all my players have all encountered this. Um, I have at times while GMing will tell players like, Oh, hold on a second. I need to write a few things down and then yep. I will jot a few notes down and then I will keep GMing. Yep. Um, it's a little or, easier when I'm a player. Yeah, it's a little easier as a player. Um, and depending how much or how big those notes are, I am writing notes when I am GMing as I am talking. Like literally somebody will be like, so what happens there? And I'll be like, write two words while I'm saying, well, you're climbing the wall, right? But I mean, if I'm writing sentences, obviously. The more that complex really the, the more. <laughs> thought thought is, the yeah. less I'm talking at the same time. Exactly. But yes, I'm with you. But yes, you can do it. Um, yeah, which which leads us to the next thing, which is I do the vast majority of my notes personally. Um, I actually do when it is not my turn. So that's during session, but not during the time when I am in particular talking. Right. And that's true whether I'm a player or whether I'm a GM. Like if if the players are doing a thing and they're having a conversation, I'm like, yes, this is great. And I'm listening and I'm also just real quick writing my notes down. Right. So that's that's kind of how I I think probably how I take the vast majority of anything, anything that is complicated enough that I can't write it down while I'm still also running the game. That's mostly when I get it in, I think. Yeah, I when I'm when I am playing. Um, so when, when I'm playing versus jamming, playing has a lot of downtimes. It does. It's right? easy to do it when you're playing. Yeah, yeah. I try really hard when I'm playing to take advantage of those downtimes. Now, here's the thing I know about myself. Um, I, I, so I'm like chronically sleep deprived, right? So yes. <laughs> the second I come to a halt, I like start yawning, get tired and stuff like that. So yeah. he says this as we're recording, it is already 1230 at night for him, just to be clear. Easily, right? Piece yeah. of cake. <laughs> um, so what happens is for me, when I like when I'm GMing, uh, GMing is far more stimulating than for me than playing, right? Because as a GM, I'm on the whole session. Yes. When I am playing, I'm on for a bit, then I'm off, then I'm on for a bit and I'm off. And so uh, during those off times is where like I will get sleepy the way I combat that is by taking notes. So I'm kind of like, I've conditioned myself as a player to play in a scene. And then as soon as the spotlight comes off of me, pick up my pencil and start jotting some notes because the act of taking notes is what keeps me engaged um, yep. in the game. And I mean, just after so many years of taking notes in meetings and so many years of taking notes at school, I can easily remain one ear in the game yeah. while I'm kind of catching up my notes. Um, and, and ultimately what all of this comes down to is that your ability to take notes during the game is going to depend a lot on um, how much layer switching, we've talked about layers in the past, how much layer switching you like in your game. Right. So if you are just so deeply immersed into your character and story, like it may be hard to kind of pull back and get to a place where um, you can like, you know, at a meta level, can like write notes about the game. Um, I tend to be very intense 
in moments and then pop back out. Like that's very comfortable for me. So mm-hmm. in the moment I'm a player, like engaged in a scene, I-, I can't take any notes. But the second I come out of that, like the spotlight moves, my brain also moves over to another layer. And then I can be like, ah, let me pick up a pencil and jot some notes down. Yeah. Um, but again, it's trickier. Uh, it's trickier if you are really caught up in what's going on. Um, and like real and can't pull yourself back to get those notes. Um, and that does happen to me. Those are those sessions where I end up with like three words and a absolutely. weird doodle in the corner. And then next time, like it's happened to me that's as well. It, yep. Right. Like it, it does. It happens. And then, you know, hopefully between the crew of you, like you can reconstruct what you need to. Absolutely. Next time. Between again, I always hope that other people are taking notes as well for just that reason, right? That we can combine our notes and make like the Voltron of what happened. Yes, the um, Voltron of notes. That is usually how my crew goes. Uh, the other thing I will say mm. just as a tip, right, is like when you take a break is yeah. a good time to like offload your memory, right? So instead of waiting to the end of session, when the game takes a fiver so that somebody can go and like make a cup of coffee or run to the bathroom or something, now is a good time to like quickly break out a pencil and jot some notes down about what just happened. Do that a few times, then you'll have less to write about at the end of the session. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right. Cool. Um, we can't talk about notes without talking about tools. <laughs> um because I mean, because uh, you know, because I we both know have, we have we have a stationary obsession. Yes, we both have accounts on jetpens.com. So sure do, and we've full wish, wish lists. lists. Yes. <laughs> All right. So when it comes to taking notes, and I will now reference um, getting things done. Um, the great David Allen, who um, who once said that. Um, your ability to engage whatever system, in this case, note-taking, is directly proportional to the interest in the tools by which you use to do that. Um, I'm paraphrasing that, but ultimately what it means is... Yeah. What it means is, like, if you really love the thing you're using to take notes, you will take more notes because it's fun. If you dislike the thing you're using to take notes... You will take less notes because it's not fun. That's mm-hmm. an oversimplification, but it will make my point as we get talking here. Um, to that, then, one of the things you should think about for taking notes for a game is how do you want to take your notes for the game? Like on what medium? Um, there is the traditional medium of the analog medium, right? Paper, pen, pencil, that kind of thing, right? Yes. Um, and for some reason, this is still what works the best for me personally, um, which is funny because it's not true in all situations. But for gaming, I am still a physical note taker. Sure. Um, um, so, I mean, of course, you get into, I have a notebook. In my notebook are the notes from every game. I think this particular one goes back to um, 2019, probably. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's like a couple of years. Um, and it has, so it has like a lot of history in it, right? And I like having it all there and it's a notebook and it's all in one place. Um, I know that you do index cards though. So yeah, I'm a big fan of index cards, which by the way, if you're in Europe, index cards are not as common. In fact, I think you can't even, like, I remember when we got onto an index card kick years ago, there were places in Europe where people were like, I don't even know what these things are, right? So oh. Um, so just as a quick, like wow. you, can, you can Google it and just like, you know, American index card, but essentially it is a small rectangle of, um, thin card stock. Um, yeah. it is thicker than paper. It is, um, it is thicker than paper, but thinner than like an it's, actual yeah. card. It's not a business card right. stock, right? So it's like, it's somewhere in between those things. And it's like a small rectangle that has like about 10 lines, um, and you can get them in different things, right? You can, you can get them with no lines. You can get them with lines. You can get super fancy if you get onto jet pens. Like the, there's some mm-hmm. Japanese ones with grids and things like that. I buy the traditional ones largely because uh, here in America, um, in, sep- in September or when August and September, when kids go back to school, um, stores sell them ridiculously cheap like 10 cents a pack or whatever which is hysterical because 
American school children don't use index cards. Yeah, they don't cards. actually use index cards, right. no, but they're always but, required to have them. <laughs> right. Like, no, like, my kids have never, like, yeah. like run through index cards. There's, there's two packs of index cards in my child's drawers right now because they were on his school supply list. Uh, he never, never touched used. them. No. Yeah. But here's the <laughs> thing. If you like using index cards or are curious about them, just wait till school starts and go buy a year's worth for like $2. Yes. Right? Which is what I do. Like, I have like a small stack of unopened index card packs because when they're 10 cents, I just go like with two or three dollars and just buy like 30 packs of them and just have them forever. Okay. The reason I, so the re, I like these for the opposite reason. Senda likes um, her notebook. Senda likes her notebook because all her games are in one place. I like the index cards because of the exact opposite of that, which is um, I like to have the index cards for a particular game kind of with the game. And then when I'm done with the game, um, I just get rid of the index cards. I'm going to talk about the caveat to that in a second because I Mm -hmm. actually take it one step further. But what it really comes down to is index cards are relatively small. They're light. Um, they're pretty useful in general for making table tents and things like that. So my GMing kit always has index cards. Yes. So I just basically just grab a couple index cards out and jot my notes for my game. Okay. Um, and other analog stuff, right? Um, paper. Yes. Right. Like you could just get stationary. Yeah. Whatever Um, paper makes you happy in whatever form that makes you happy in whatever, if if it's a notebook like mine, cool. If it's not. But let's talk about the other thing that's really... Yeah, I know. Let's really talk about this one because I I, I got one right here. There I'm you holding go. Let's talk about pens. Let's talk right, about Let's talk pens. about writing implements. <laughs> so w- what do you got going on there? Like, I mean, I know well, you got... I knew you got a specific favorite. Uh, I don't want to harp too much. I'm going to let you plug your favorite really quick. So go kay. ahead. Good. So this is my favorite. I am indeed holding my favorite. My favorite is a Frixion Ball Slim 0.38. Um... I know that this is a thinner barrel on this pen than some people might like. So just so that you all know, if you like a thicker barrel, all the ones that you can get easily in the U.S. are 0.5 and 0.7. They have a much thicker barrel on them. I like my tiny pen. But the reason that the Frixion is the one that I am in love with is because it writes like a pen and has a really nice smooth line like a pen and doesn't smudge like a pencil. Because when you have a notebook that you're using over and over and over again, pencil smudging is a thing. Um, So no smudging, very clean lines. I love the 0.38 because it's very crisp because I like small. But, you know, that's beside the point. You do whatever size makes you happy. Um, But it also erases more cleanly than a pencil. And it's beautiful. It's just beautiful. I'm like at the point where I just keep buying more of these pens and they, you can go truly wild. They also make markers. They make highlighters. I have the Frixion highlighters so you can erase your highlights. It's pretty impressive. It's very cool. So I have a whole set of Frixion highlighters so I can highlight stuff. And if I screw it up, it doesn't matter. Um, Which is a big thing for me because I can get into a space where I'm like, it's dangerous. It's dangerous for me note taking. There is a, a way that I can I can break, and I don't usually do it for game notes, thankfully, um, because I'm too invested in the game and keeping up with what's going on to go off down this path. But um, I can get invested in the appearance of my notes, and if I do that, then I will struggle with where to put things or how to write them nicely so that they still look nice. And erasable pens and highlighters remove the fear from me. And then I just write them wherever. And if I screw it up, I erase it. It's delightful. It's come up a lot in my solo journaling games, which is a little bit less note-taking and a little bit more journaling. But I do now use Frixions for all of my in-game note-taking as well as everything else in my entire life yeah now <laughs> i'm not going to go into favorite pencils or, or pens of mine i have a couple favorites i'm happy to like post them up or whatever what i'm going to say about it is um if you've never done a little research or spent some time um trying to figure out what what a good fit pen for you is um there is a big difference between just like taking a bic stick pen and something that you've kind of like like thought through and picked out in terms of the desire to write. 
I will say this. If you go to jetpens.com, they have many, many um, articles and videos on how to kind of find your uh, pen. Like your if happy you are, pen. I mean, if you are like, if you are left-handed and into fountain pens, which does not seem like they will go together, <laughs> they but have you, an article you on best inks for left-handed fountain pens, right? Um, if you like ballpoint, gel pens, whatever. There is something on jet pens. I will plug jet pens one last time, but you will, if you do a little research, you can um, you can find pens that are super comfortable to write with, very enjoyable to write with, that don't break the bank. My favorite pen is like a $10 pen. It's a Japanese pen. It is exquisite, and I love it, and I love writing with it. Um, it's not that expensive, and it's fine, and it's great. This is a $2 pen. Exactly. Maybe three, but it's the ink that does it for me, so. Okay, let me jump over to the digital side. Yes. Otherwise, we will never end we this episode. We will spend episode. the entire night talking about pens. You do not have to write your notes. If you do not have good handwriting, you know, if you don't want to carry around a pen or a pencil, there's plenty of ways to digitally record your notes. Google Docs is fantastic. And, like, for instance, like, I know in most games that Chris runs... Um, note-taking is a shared uh, activity by the group that they all take the notes in Google Docs. Like, they all just type in notes in, you know, at the same time and fill in, like, one document. It's a great way to do it. Um, you could take notes in OneNote. Um, OneNote is one of my favorite um, tools for archiving data. Um, it is it is my primary platform for how I take how I do prep for my games, a future topic if you're very interested hmm. um but OneNote is my place to go for prepping games but it is also perfectly fine for storing your notes um if you do want to go digital and still want to write the apple pencil is um there are other styluses um i am an i am an apple person so i'm mentioning the apple pencil but of course other styluses will work i have never used a stylus actually as good as my apple pencil in terms of writing, um, yeah, I love not, it. Not on not on a tablet like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for note taking purposes, everything else would be a little overkill. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. If you're like getting your you know Cintiq pencil or whatever. Yeah, like, like if you go Wacom, that's that's a bit much. Sure, but like for writing actual notes, I mean like actual written notes. Uh, my Apple Pencil and the app that I personally love, um, Good Notes, which is the app that powers the notes for the show. Um, it's true. Uh, which is also shareable, um, but allows us to actually write um, notes and doodle and draw and stuff like that, which is what happens all during the show. I'm going to just talk briefly about a hybrid approach. Um, yes. Which is my last note here before we get out of here and head into the finale of the show. Um, I take my personal preference is I actually take a hybrid to this, which is I write all my notes during the session on index cards in with a pencil, right? I, I like a pencil cause I just erase it or whatever. I write all that stuff, um, there at the end of the session, I then use an app on my phone called, um, Microsoft office lens. I think it's office lens by Microsoft, which then I scan in the index cards and then export them to my OneNote notebook. So when I prep my game, I like in my OneNote notebook, I open up a new page and I'll like say like session five, whatever. At the end of session five, I scan all my notes. I upload the images of my index cards to OneNote and I put them in as a sub page to my session. And then this way, when future Phil goes to prep the next session, I don't even have to go dig up my index cards from the game. In fact, I don't even have to keep them if I don't want to. I actually do keep them like I just throw them in a um, little box, but I don't have to actually look up those um cards because they're sitting in OneNote as images and I can actually just go through and, and like reread the cards um, in the platform that I like to do my prep in. Also, if anything ever happens to those cards or I forget to bring them or whatever, I can right from my phone access all of the cards from the entire campaign 
um, right there uh, digitally. So I actually like that hybrid approach um, because during the session, I don't want to mess around with technology. I don't want to worry about battery levels. I don't want to worry about if my Apple pencil's running out of juice or whatever. I'm just writing my notes with a um, pencil. But at the end of the session, I want that all digitally archived because I want my session notes from running the session to be paired with my written notes from when I prepped the session. Yeah. Makes yeah I mean, sense. that makes the perfect sense. Yes. And that, and, and that um, office lens app is one free um, two stupid, powerful. Like you just like put the index card on the table, hold your phone over it, tap a button. You can quick crop it. It corrects any angles. Um, yeah, it I turns mean, them black and white for contrast. I have one that's called like scanner or something that's made by Evernote. Like same idea. There's a sure. bunch of them. Yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, was yeah, taking a drink. Sorry, you did water. Not, you I were failed. not looking. You I were doodling f- and did <laughs> not look up to see me with a mouthful of water. Water. So we left <laughs> the show hanging for a moment. Because I have my Apple Pencil and I'm engaged with our notes. Yes, you are doodling in our notes and left me hanging. <laughs> anyway... Um, that's our that's our tour de force on taking notes. Ryan, I hope that some of that information uh, helps out. And I hope the rest of you like got something out of it in one way or another. Uh, again, if you've never been to jetpens.com, I can't recommend it enough, but I will also warn you, you should set a budget before you, before you <laughs> click on the site. Yeah, and you have to spend how much before you get free shipping? 25 bucks, I believe. $25. Free shipping. Yeah. But it's totally worth it. Spend 25 bucks. You'll, you're not going to regret it. Um, <laughs> I never do. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, good. we need to close out the show. And the way we, we close out the show is we always talk about a show on the Misdirected Mark Network. But tonight, we are not going to talk about a show that's on Misdirected Mark Network. We are talking about a show that is coming to the Misdirected oh, Mark Network. coming so and soon. I, I'm going to stop speaking and turn it all over to you because this... Uh, is something you have been waiting for for some time. Go ahead. Uh, I have been waiting for it for some time. Good. Um, awesome. So we finally get to officially announce uh, They're a Super Geek, which is an actual play one-shot live stream created by three BIMPOC players to highlight the voices of marginalized folks in the art, uh, the tabletop RPG scene. Good. I haven't read this copy yet. You can tell. It's so exciting. <laughs> Uh, They feature gender marginalized GMs and a diverse rotating cast of characters. Um, And they will be posting every other Thursday from 9 to 11 uh, Eastern on the Misdirected Mark Twitch stream. And we're going to work on um, getting that out as a podcast as well. So if Twitch is not your medium of choice, fear not. But we will, you know, there's going to be a little bit of a delay. Um, The live stream show is going to launch on June 17th. Thursday, June 17th, 9 to 11 Eastern. Mark your calendars. That is twitch.tv slash Mark. <laughs> Yay! I am so absolutely delighted. Um, gosh, it is being run by uh, such cool people that I'm so excited to work with. And, you know, that I've been, like, sort of standing, like, I helped, I helped Miriam get started. And then I've been standing behind, like, just the three of them going, like, yay, yay. I don't, what else do you want me to do? <laughs> Let me help. I don't know. Cheering. Yay. So I'm so excited that um, we're at the point where we get to publicly announce uh, start dates and stuff. Um, and I think, um, oh, no, I can't remember uh, which one is first, but I will say that um, their guest lineup for the summer is impressive, fantastic, and amazing. And I am super excited about it. Awesome. Yeah. So awesome. So exciting. Very it's cool. It's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be so good. Anyway, yes. Good. Say, Senda, where do people reach us on the internet? Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us in the Misdirected Mark forums, which is forums.misdirectedmark.com. I just realized I need to make a forum for their Super Geek. That's for later. I'm going to write myself a note. Um, or you can drop us an email, panda at misdirectedmark.com, or 
you can find us on the Tiki Talkies and you can drop us a video there or do it with one of our videos asking for topics. And Phil, once they find us in one of that place, one, blah, wow, once they find us in one of those places, what can they do with that information? Yeah, as Ryan did, ask us a question. Uh, have us talk about a topic of your choice. Um, we really strive to just kind of do topics based on the things that you find interesting. We like talking to ourselves plenty, but we'll just talk about, you know, our own shit. So yeah. what we'd rather do is be helpful to all of you by talking about things that actually are meaningful or could help you in running more better games. Um, so in support of that, please just send us topics, uh, questions, things that you want to hear us, you know, just like pontificate upon. Um in the gaming sphere. Um, there's no rhyme or reason to how we pick them. Uh, it is whatever in the moment catches our fancy, like as uh, you know, as the list comes through. So fear not, if you haven't had your topic done before, it may come back around. Um, don't be shy. If we put out another call to stick a topic, we haven't done that you've asked before and jam it right back into our faces. It could be your lucky day. <laughs> it's true. Right. We're sort of disorganized about it these days. <laughs> not very. Look, we in used early, to be really in, organized about our topic season list. Season one, we had a topic list that like went weeks out in advance. Season five, we basically just show up. Um, yeah, we're like, I don't know, what should we talk about tonight? I don't know. You want to go look at the list or should we just see if there's something on Twitter that rattle, catches our eye? Go rattle the tree, see yeah, what just, falls go, out. Just go shake Twitter a little bit and see, like, well, you know, and we got like a bunch of good ones today. So maybe we'll just use a bunch of those for a while. I don't know. Here's the thing. You guys hmm. are awesome. You have never failed to supply us with good topics. So please keep up the good work. We appreciate it greatly. <laughs> If you like what we do here elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark Network, please consider supporting the Patreon campaign. Go to patreon.com slash MMP. Patrons get access to the Slack Room for Life. Um, they can hang out with us. They can come to the Friday luncheon. You get the bonus outtake, uh, the bonus outtakes. Now the Bamboo Lounge. You get the Bamboo <laughs> Lounge. Um, from this show, you get the after show from the Misdirected Mark. Um, other things are coming. We are... Um, Signs are looking good. People are vaccinated. Infection rates are dropping. There is a good chance Encoded Publishing is coming back around. And when it does, we'll make some stuff. And we like this. When we make stuff, we like giving stuff to our patrons. So uh, that is a definite benefit. We appreciate you supporting our Patreon immensely. Um, it, we would not have been able to announce um, the new show had it not been for... Um, the patronage that helped um, put everything together. It, it allows us to provide support for new shows and those kinds of things. All very important stuff um, and stuff we appreciate greatly. So thank you very much. If you are patroning the show, once again, thank you. If you are unable to patron the show, we totally understand. Um, but there is a thing you can do that's helpful for us. Um, the first part of it is just get the word out. Tell your friends, tell your fellow gamers, um, answer those things on Twitter when people are like, Hey, does anybody know a good podcast? It, like, like, listen, uh, it, it means so much to us. If you'll, you know, if, if you like us just to put our name on one of those things. Um, and the reason I say that is because when people list those things genuinely, like we get new followers, um, we get new people listening to the show and, um, that pulls them into our um, box with a stick of, if you like us, <laughs> You um, listen to us, you will you'll love keep us. listening to us. You, you, you have lured <laughs> them into the box. We'll do the rest. Um, <laughs> there's another thing you can do that's like slightly less personal. Um, it's still helpful, although the gaming and BS folks uh, argue that it's not as helpful as um, we think. But we do, we've talked about it so much over the years in the show that we just stick with it because we're not giving up the idea. Senna, what's that thing? Uh, you can leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. Every new review we get, I think, I don't know, they seem to help a lot. I look at reviews when I look at podcasts. So, um, you know, that's a thing, right? Like if, 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 if something has no stars, I am less likely to listen to it. I but think to be clear, Sean's thing is that, that um, reviews don't always get you bumped you up in the algorithms yeah. but but whatever just i'm with you i i agree i think if a podcast has posi like you know positive reviews on it that that's helpful 
It's still helpful. Yeah. And it's good. Um, which, as Phil said, f- personal recommendations go a long way, too. So that's a thing. Um, but we really, really appreciate the reviews. Part of it is they just make us feel warm and fuzzy inside. So let us know if you leave a review because we will go read it. Because <laughs> we like reading them. And thank you so very much to everybody who's already left a review. We really do appreciate them. A lot. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Say, Senda, uh, show me what you're going to do next session. This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. All righty, here we go. That's not officially show, so I don't push the stopwatch yet. Don't push the stopwatch yet, okay. So now I'm in like the weird part of the basement climate. It is... um, it is nighttime, so it is not hot enough to warrant the AC running all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not cold anymore because we're into summer, so the walls aren't radiating, you know, frigid cold or whatever. But, like, the air's, like, a little, like, stagnant now because, mm-hmm. like, the AC's not going to click on for a bit and nothing else is happening down here. And it's fine. Like, I'm not cold, but also, not, I don't know. Like, but it's weird. It's okay. kind of warmish, but I'm not warm. <laughs> I don't know. Is it Probably just, just the lack of air moving, yeah, but like that's stagnant. fine. Stagnant. You, know like you know what microphones, you know what microphones love is air moving. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess Their it's favorite. good we're not doing that. Yes. So. Hey, we should right. record. We can save stuff. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I was no. just making a little noise before. No. Wow, you are no. very impatient tonight. I am focused. You need, <laughs> you need, you're going to need to be taught patience before the end of this episode. <laughs> All right. Count us in for the actual, oh, we don't no, have to no. count for the show. No, I just no, we already to, did the county part. I just part. have to hit the thing. Yeah, you just hit the thing. Do okay, the thing. so shh, shh, shh. Bloop. Do, 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 do,